Blog Talk Radio. swept here in Illinois. As for a blue wave, a lot of us thinking that maybe it wasn't quite a the blue wave that we were totally, totally expecting, but it, it garnered the Democrats' um, control of the House of Representatives, which is a good thing. 
and the majority of the uh, uh, states around the country are Democrat-controlled, which is good. And the reason why I say it's not much of a blue wave because we still um, we still have Republicans, Republicans in Congress. They have tightened their grip on the Senate. So it wasn't much of a blue wave, but we didn't walk away with nothing. Your vote was not wasted. It was counted. It's just that uh, we didn't get the uh, Senate, and that's, that's, that's terrible. You know, so, you know, we got uh, ways to go to try to rectify that two years from now. And I think it it can be done. So give yourself another uh, applause, another hand clap, because, folks, you did great. You did marvelous. You went out there, you voted, you stood in lines, you you, uh, were ridiculed. In some places there was violence, but you stand your ground, stood your ground. And you voted. So give yourself another uh, applause for that and give yourself an applause that we got um, we've got uh, Trump checked by Democrats. Uh, so applause. Thank you, everybody. And it is uh, overdue. But still in all, we still got a lot of work to do. There was a blue wave. Some people said a red wave, a red wave because there's so many uh, uh, female uh, winners in this thing. And it, it was. So it, it doesn't bother to me whether it's females or, or males, guys or girls or whatever it is, women. It doesn't matter to me as long as, as, long as they do the right thing when they're in there. And that is checking Donald Trump, impeaching his stupid ass. This man is so crazy. He, I know a lot of people have heard this before, have probably heard this before. He gave a news conference uh, today, and it was just awful. He went off at the reporters. He went off a script. These people were just doing their job. This man wanted to be mean, nasty, and vile because the Democrats won. He fired Jeff Sessions for no good fucking reason. And I do think he fired Jeff Sessions to distract us away from these wins uh, by the Democrats. Some people think otherwise, but I think Trump fired Jeff Sessions in order to try to distract us away from this monumental win over his ass. This win means a lot. It means that this guy will not become a dictator of America. He will not be able to cut Social Security, Medicare. This win means a hell of a lot. And Trump is pissed off because of it. And he's showing it at, he showed it at this uh, uh, news conference. He showed his ass. (laughs) This guy showed his ass. And Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell is out there threatening the Democrats not to pursue uh, investigations against Donald Trump. Sarah Huckabee Sanders is threatening not, uh, not, they don't want any pursuit uh, of investigations against Donald Trump. That's not going to happen. We didn't vote for these Democrats to let Donald Trump have his way with this country. We voted for Democrats to impeach him and try to lock it, get lock his ass up. And also this win means that Mueller will be protected and be allowed to go on with his 
investigation. Donald Trump doesn't like that. So he's going around threatening reporters, threatening Democrats, threatening this, threatening that to uh, try to stop this investigation. But it's not going to happen. Democrats are in control now. And they know, and every one of them Democrats, they know what we want, the people. Donald Trump doesn't give a fuck about us, the people. He looks at Congress. He doesn't look at us out here in America, the people, the voters. He look at he looks at Congress. And when he's yelling and screaming at Congress, he's yelling and screaming at us because we voted these people in. This man really needs to go. I mean, I've said this several times. Donald Trump does not need to be impeached. He needs to go to prison. He needs to go straight to fucking jail. I've never hated somebody as much as I hate this guy. I just cannot stand this fucking man. And I'm not by myself on that either. You know, I mean, if you never hated anybody in your life, I bet you hate this son of a bitch because he hates us. He hates us. He wants to see us dead. And one of the things I think that Donald Trump is doing at this, has done at this uh, press conference was just ignite more hate and more violence against the media and against the press and against voters. That's all he's done because his constituency, the people that support his ass, they're listening to what he's saying. And they are acting on what he is saying because he's talking – basically when he's talking to someone, if you see Donald Trump at a, at a rally or at a news conference, a press conference, basically who he's talking to, he's talking to his supporters. If you see Donald Trump talking to someone, he's basically talking to his supporters out there. And what he's saying, what he, basically what he said at this press conference while ripping into a CNN reporter who just asked questions, he was, he was being pissed off because this is what his supporters want. But Congress hates it. The Democrats hates it. Uh, and he, he asked Nancy – he's telling Congress, he's telling the House of Representatives to vote for Nancy Pelosi as – as a leader of the House of Representatives. And a lot of us are saying, why is he? And he said that before. The reason why I believe Donald Trump is saying this is because he feels that Nancy Pelosi is going to be more easier on him. She will not impeach him. you know. Uh, and a lot of us are saying that Nancy Pelosi should go. I think she should go for one for a reason or so is that uh, she's, she's almost 80 if she's not 80. I mean, she needs to step down. We need new ideas, fresh ideas, and somebody who's going to stand up to Donald Trump and not be bullied by this jackass. And I see some of these reporters in, in this news uh, conference, at the news conference, where Trump is pointing his finger at them and yelling and screaming and for no good reason is for no re- good reasons more than that, more than just he just lost his thing. I mean, if I was one of those reporters and I was in the room with Donald Trump and he started yelling and pointing his finger at me for no good reason, I would have been – I would have called him all kinds of son of a bitches. They would have to have dragged me up out of there. I'd be dragging – as, as they're dragging me towards the door, I'd be looking back calling him all kinds of sons of a bitches, lying fucks, fat fuck bastard. I would be 
calling him all kinds of names. But the media, they can't seem to stand up to this guy. Trump is a full-blown, bloated bully. He is, he is a bully. And if you do not stand up to bullies, they will keep coming after you. If one of them support, uh, uh, reporters stand up to Donald Trump and just tell that fucker like it is, Donald Trump will stop messing with you. And once again, in this meeting, he called the press the enemy of the people, which is a total lie. Those people in that press conference or news conference, they were just asking him simple, simple questions that he could answer, but he got pissed off because he couldn't answer them. So he decided to deride them, belittle them. Man needs to go. Uh, However, the new Democrats that have taken control of of, uh, the House of Representatives, a lot of them will not be sworn in until January 19th, January 21st, or something like that. Uh, So the the Democrats really can't do anything right now because they're, they're not sworn in. They have to be sworn in by January. And after January, after they're sworn in, they can start getting and digging into Donald Trump's uh, violent ass. But one of the things is he will not be dictator. He knows it. He knows it. And Americans should clap their hands high that this guy will not be ruling like he's some fucking king with his dumb butt. So that's a good thing. So that's a good. We won on that. It wasn't quite a blue wave, but it wasn't. uh, uh, Some people can still call it a blue wave, maybe a light blue wave or uh, something to that effect, because we did not get Congress. And a lot of the uh, governorships around America were either conned, were conned out of those African American uh, um, candidates. I mean, there's two or three of them, two or three, you know, Gillum, uh, Adams, and all these folks. Uh, a lot of us think think that the um, the elections were rigged, the votes, Democratic votes were going to. Uh, a Republican, that could have happened. I don't know. But I, I will say this. All of those candidates who lost, all those African-American candidates who lost, who are, who are so much smarter than, than the racists that are still in office, the white racists that are still in office, uh, two years from now, come back, come back strong. Uh, two, two, three, four years, come back and decide to do it again. You never know. Because by that time, maybe we will have some sort of semblance back in America pertaining to its politics. But right now, we have a divided country and we have a divided uh, Congress. So it's going to be nip and tuck all the way. This is just awful. You know, I mean, it's good that we finally got some checks and balances on Donald Trump. And. And it's good to see Democrats saying that they are going to pursue every investigation of this piece of shit. Uh, That's great. Because I think – actually, I think Donald Trump just makes it worse on himself. He makes this worse on himself because he's just a jackass. Uh, (laughs) uh, 
All right, we've voted blue, and thank everybody for voting blue, and that's great. And uh, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Yeah, Hannity is out there. He's saying that uh, with his stupid ass, with his racist ass, he's saying that blue wave, just because uh, Democrats control Congress, uh, the House of Representatives, that that's nothing. He's, He's saying it's nothing. If it was nothing... Trump would not be quaking in his boots. Trump's Trump is scared. Mueller's coming after him. Six or seven other lawsuits. New York has a lawsuit after him and his family. So he is scared shitless. And as I said before, Trump knows what's coming down the pike at him before we do. He knows Mueller's coming. He knows the lawsuits are coming. So he's trying to threaten and scare everybody into doing what he wants them to do and he's he, he's he's doing it but he's not effective because nobody's afraid of his funky ass nobody's afraid of this large fuck and nobody's afraid of fox news the democrats got this they're gonna nail trump's ass to the wall but i want to see him go to prison that's what i want to see i want to see him walking out of that white house with handcuffs if anybody deserves it, no one deserves it more than Donald fucking Trump. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. We don't have any latest clips, do we? Okay, we'll have to probably dig some up dig some up for tomorrow's show. Uh, we will be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in. To-
with the move Trump made today, does anybody think that it wasn't desperation? That's what it was at this press conference as he ripped CNN's uh, anchor reporter Jim Acosta saying that he's very rude. There's nobody ruder than Donald Trump. Give me a break saying that he is very rude. Donald Trump showed a lot of desperation. He showed perspiration. He showed he showed his number one uh, stupidity. He at this press conference and and he's just mad. He's angry. He's upset at at the Democrats. So he took it out on Jeff Sessions. Now he has a new attorney general, and this guy is uh, is always have been and very critical of the Russia investigation against Donald Trump. Donald Trump wants somebody who's going to fire Mueller. He wants somebody who's going to fire Mueller. This man is just shameless. <laughs> Trump is shameless. And the Democrats have promised and, and to, to, to be very progressive and aggressive on Donald Trump's tax returns. He knows that's coming. Dems are going to investigate Trump's corruption and his uh, immigration policy. So he'll be investigated by the Democrats. He'll be in East and he still have these ongoing investigations uh, from Robert Mueller, who will hand his findings over to a, a Democratic Congress. Because if he if he would if he should hand his findings over to a Republican Congress, they're just going to bury it. They're not, not going to do anything with it. Hopefully, the Democrats will impeach him. I mean, just, you have to think think this way too. Uh, this is a house – Congress is divided. So uh, more than likely, Trump – even if the Democrats impeach him, he will not – he will still be president because uh, of a Senate, of a um, – of the majority in the Senate. The Senate is not going to impeach him. Democrats, to impeach him, they would also need the Senate. In order to impeach Trump because they didn't win the Senate. <laughs> the Senate is still controlled by the Republicans. That idiot, uh, Mitch McConnell. So uh, a lot of things are remain to be seen. A lot of things are just remain to be seen. Uh, between now and January 21st, 2019 will be a very dangerous time for our nation. Trump will attempt to do anything and everything and to do anything and to say anything to save himself from democratic investigation that he knows is coming. And this time he cannot control it. So hang on folks. It's going to be a bumpy ride. It's going to get you some more popcorn and another uh, two liter Coke or something, whatever, and sit back and enjoy the, and to enjoy this. It's going to, it, this this has been better than any movie, any book that I've ever read or written. Uh, this is just, uh, and in turns, it's not funny because it's really bad for our country. It really is bad for our country. And uh, but what else can we do? We got a nincompoop in in the uh, Oval Office who keeps saying that the press is the enemy. The only enemy we have is in. Our White House, Trump, Donald Trump is the enemy of the people, all of us. 
So for him to keep lying and keep pushing the fact that the press is the enemy, it's nothing but a bunch of fabrication. But there are so many people out here who believe that. At one point in time, Donald Trump said he was um, apologizing for the tone that he set for America. If you saw this press conference, if you saw this press conference or this news conference, uh, I mean, he was just a total jackass. I mean, he was just a total jackass. This man needs to go. He needs to go, and he needs to go immediately. He is not fit, never have been fit for uh, our country. He's not fit. Sean Hannity needs to get his ass out of the way, showing what a racist and pig that he is. Coming across the stage uh, to kiss Trump's ass in front of the world. Wow. Sarah Huckabee Sanders saying, well, the, the Democrats should not investigate Donald Trump. Now, who in the hell is Sarah Huckabee Sanders to tell us anything with her lying ass? She didn't lie so much for Donald Trump. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that they got a, a running tally on her lies also as they have a running, running tally on Donald Trump's lies. But anyway, we're out of it. We're out of it right now. But uh, we got a long ways to go, folks. The Democrats can't do anything now because they're not the the newly Democrats are not sworn in uh, yet. But Donald Trump is going to try and do all he can to try to scare, bully, and rip people apart because he lost. He fucking lost, and he doesn't like it. It makes him look bad. So he's going to come back and, you know, I've always said that Donald Trump is, he has a war on Americans. He has a war on women. His war is with us, not with any other country. His war is with his own people. Some people are saying, wow, there's going to be a civil war. There might be. The haters, but I can tell you, I can tell you who's going to win. If there is a civil, civil war between Donald Trump's supporters and uh, people who are smart, bright, and intelligent, who do you think is going to (laughs) win? Because on Facebook, there are so many uh, of his supporters coming on Facebook saying, well, if Donald Trump lose the House or if he loses Congress, uh, there's going to be violence in the streets, scaring you. As if they can't be locked up and thrown in jail if they're trying to hurt somebody out here on the street. It is a bad time in America. It is, but it's also a good time. It could be worse. You know, it could be worse. The Republicans could have won the House of Representatives and we would be totally, totally fucked. But they didn't. And that's why Trump is so mad and so pissed and lashing out at reporters for no good reason that he's just a stupid fuck and he's afraid of all of these investigations that are going to be coming down on his ass from now to January. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Mueller doesn't have to hold off any longer on his investigations. The midterms are over. It's over. So he can come out with his findings on the, on the, uh, on his investigation at any point in time. 
but he would have to hand it over to the Democrats, not the Republicans. So the Democrats do, I mean, the Republicans do not have a reason to say that the midterms uh, influenced uh, this election and also uh, influenced Mueller. They can't say that. The midterms are over. It's, it's done. It's kaput. Whatever the midterms garnered, that is what it is. Now all we got to do is get Mueller's report. Obviously, the as I've said, the Republicans aren't going to do a damn thing. They're going to cover it. They're going to bury it. They're not going to let us see it. And that, and that pisses me off. I mean, because the Republicans are always talking about that they're not going to let us. American people don't need to see this. As if we're nothing, you know. Anyway, if if any reports comes out, it's going to come out right now after the midterms are over, and Mueller can do all of it, can get finished with his uh, investigations. Remember, there are three branches of government: uh, the legislature, uh, the judicial, and the executive, and they all have equal amount of power. They are supposed to check and balance one another. Although the Republicans in in the legislature, they said they weren't doing it, and they didn't do it. Supreme Court didn't do it because you got three sex, two sexual predators on the Supreme Court, Kavanaugh and Clarence Thomas, put there by Republicans to change and to destroy American America. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. We will be right back. Here's George, the late George Carl. I think the list of commandments was deliberately and artificially inflated to get it up to 10. It's a padded list. Here's what they did. About 5,000 years ago, a bunch of religious and political hustlers got together to try to figure out how to control people, how to keep them in line. They knew people were basically stupid and would believe anything they were told. So they announced that God had given them some commandments. Up on a mountain, when no one was around, God had given them the Ten Commandments. But let me ask you this. When they were sitting around making this shit up, why did they pick ten? Why ten? Why not nine or eleven? I'll tell you why. Because ten sounds official. Ten sounds important. They knew if it was eleven, people wouldn't take it seriously. Say, what, are you kidding me? The 11 commandments? Get the fuck out of here. But 10, 10 sounds important. 10 is the basis for the decimal system. It's a decade. It's a psychologically satisfying number. The top 10, the 10 most wanted, the 10 best dressed. So having 10 commandments was really a marketing decision. And to me, it's clearly a bullshit list. It's a political document artificially inflated to sell better. I'm going to show you how you could reduce the number of commandments and come up with a list that's a little more workable and logical. We're going to start with the first three, and I'll use the Roman Catholic version because those are the ones I was taught as a little boy. I am the Lord thy God. Thou shalt not have strange gods before me. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Thou shalt keep holy the Sabbath. Right off the bat, the first three, pure bullshit. (laughs) Sabbath... Sabbath day, Lord's name, strange gods. Spooky language. Spooky language. Designed to scare and control primitive people. 
In no way does superstitious nonsense like this apply to the lives of intelligent, civilized humans in the 21st century. You throw out the first three commandments, you're down to seven. Next, honor thy father and mother. Obedience, respect for authority. Just another name for controlling people. The truth is, obedience and respect should not be automatic. They should be earned. They should be based on the parent's performance. Parent's performance. Right? Some, some parents deserve respect. Most of them don't. Period. You're down to six. Now, in the interest of logic, something religion is very uncomfortable with, we're going to jump around the list a little bit. Thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness. Stealing and lying. Well, actually, these two both prohibit the same kind of behavior. Dishonesty, stealing, and lying. So you don't need two of them. Instead, you combine them and you call it, thou shalt not be dishonest. And suddenly, you're down to five. And as long as we're combining, I have two others that belong together. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Once again, these two prohibit the same kind of behavior. In this case, marital infidelity. The difference is coveting takes place in the mind. And I don't think you should outlaw fantasizing about someone else's wife. Otherwise, what's a guy going to think about when he's waxing his carrot? <laughs> but... But marital fidelity is a good idea, so we're going to keep the idea and call this one, Thou shalt not be unfaithful. And suddenly, we're down to four. But when you think about it, honesty and fidelity are really part of the same overall value. So in truth, you could combine the two honesty commandments with the two fidelity commandments and give them simpler language, positive language instead of negative, and call the whole thing, Thou shalt always be honest and faithful, and we're down to three. Thou shalt, thou shalt, they're going away, they're going away fast. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods. This one is just plain fucking stupid. <laughs> Coveting your neighbor's goods is what keeps the economy going. <laughs> Am I right? Your neighbor gets a vibrator that plays Oh Come All Ye Faithful. <laughs> you want to get one too. <laughs> Coveting creates jobs. Leave it alone. You throw out coveting and you're down to two now, the big honesty and fidelity commandment, and the one we haven't talked about yet, thou shalt not kill, murder, the fifth commandment. But when you think about it, <laughs> when you think about it, religion has never really had a big problem with murder. Not really. More people have been killed in the name of God than for any other reason. All you have to do... Yeah. Uh-huh. All you have to do is look at Northern Ireland, the Middle East, Kashmir, the Inquisition, the Crusades, and the World Trade Center to see how seriously the religious folks take thou shalt not kill. The more devout they are, the more they see murder as being negotiable. It's negotiable. You know? It depends. It depends. It depends on who's doing the killing and who's getting killed. So, with all of this in mind, I leave you with my revised list of the two commandments. <laughs> thou shalt always be honest and faithful to the provider of thy nookie, <laughs> and thou shalt try real hard not to kill anyone, unless, of course, they pray to a different invisible man from the one you pray to. <laughs> two is all you need. Moses could have carried him down the hill in his fucking pocket. 
And if they had a list like that, I wouldn't mind those folks in Alabama putting it up on the courthouse wall. As long as they included one additional commandment, thou shalt keep thy religion to thyself. Department. In the bullshit department, a businessman can't hold a candle to a clergyman. Because I got to tell you the truth, folks. I got to tell you the truth. When it comes to bullshit, big time, major league bullshit, you have to stand in awe. In awe of the all-time champion of false promises and exaggerated claims, religion. No contest. No contest. Religion. Religion easily has the greatest bullshit story ever told. Think about it. Religion has actually convinced people that there's an invisible man living in the sky who watches everything you do every minute of every day. And the invisible man has a special list of ten things he does not want you to do. And if you do any of these ten things, he has a special place full of fire and smoke and burning and torture and anguish where he will send you to live and suffer and burn and choke and scream and cry forever and ever till the end of time. But he loves you. He loves you. He loves you and he needs money. He always needs money. He's all-powerful, all-perfect, all-knowing, and all-wise. Somehow, just can't handle money. Religion takes in billions of dollars, they pay no taxes, and they always need a little more. Now, you talk about a good bullshit story. Holy shit. Thank you very much. But I want you to know, I want you to know something. This is sincere. I want you to know, when it comes to believing in God, I really tried. I really, really tried. I tried to believe that there is a God who created each of us in his own image and likeness, loves us very much, and keeps a close eye on things. I really tried to believe that, but I've got to tell you, the longer you live, the more you look around, the more you realize something is fucked up. Something is wrong here. War, disease, death, destruction, hunger, filth, poverty, torture, crime, corruption, and the ice capades. <laughs> Something is definitely wrong. This is not good work. If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. Results like these do not belong on the resume of a supreme being. This is the kind of shit you'd expect from an office temp with a bad attitude. <laughs> and just between you and me, in between you and me, in any decently run universe, this guy would have been out on his all-powerful ass a long time ago. And by the way, I say this guy because I firmly believe, looking at these results, that if there is a God, it has to be a man. No woman could or would ever fuck things up like this. So, so, if, if, if there is a God, if there is, I think most reasonable people might agree that he's at least incompetent and maybe, just maybe, doesn't give a shit. Doesn't give a shit, which I admire in a person and which would explain a lot of these bad results. 
So rather than be just another mindless religious robot, mindlessly and, and aimlessly and blindly believing that all of this is in the hands of some spooky, incompetent father figure who doesn't give a shit, I decided to look around for something else to worship, something I could really count on. And immediately, I thought of the sun. Happened like that. Overnight, I became a sun worshiper. Well, not overnight, you can't see the sun at night. But first thing the next morning, I became a sun worshiper. Several reasons. First of all, I can see the sun. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Unlike some other gods I could mention, I can actually see the sun. I'm big on that. If I can see something, I don't know, kind of helps the credibility along, you know? So every day I can see the sun as it gives me everything I need. Heat, light, food, flowers in the park, reflections on the lake, and occasional skin cancer. But hey, <laughs> at least there are no crucifixions and we're not setting people on fire simply because they don't agree with us. Sun worship is fairly simple. There's no mystery, no miracles, no pageantry, no one asks for money, there are no songs to learn, and we don't have a special building where we all gather once a week to compare clothing. And the best thing, the best thing about the sun, it never tells me I'm unworthy. It doesn't tell me I'm a bad person who needs to be saved, hasn't said an unkind word, treats me fine. So, I worship the sun. But, I don't pray to the sun. Know why? I wouldn't presume on our friendship. It's not polite. I've often thought people treat God rather rudely, don't you? Asking you know, trillions and trillions of prayers every day, asking and pleading and begging for favors, do this, give me that, I need a new car, I want a better job. And most of this praying takes place on Sunday, his day off. <laughs> not nice. And it's no way to treat a friend. But people do pray, and they pray for a lot of different things. You know, your sister needs an operation on her crotch. Your, your brother was arrested for defecating in a mall. But most of all, you'd really like to fuck that hot little redhead down at the convenience store. You know, the one with the eye patch and the club foot, huh? Can you pray for that? I think you'd have to. And I say, fine, pray for anything you want. Pray for anything. But what about the divine plan? Remember that? The divine plan. Long time ago, God made a divine plan. Gave it a lot of thought, decided it was a good plan, put it into practice. And for billions and billions of years, the divine plan has been doing just fine. Now you come along and pray for something. Well, suppose the thing you want isn't in God's divine plan. What do you want him to do? Change his plan? Just for you? Doesn't it seem a little arrogant? It's a divine plan. What's the use of being God if every rundown schmuck with a $2 prayer book can come along and fuck up your plan? And here's something else, another problem you might have. Suppose your prayers aren't answered. What do you say? Well, it's God's will. Thy will be done. Fine. But if it's God's will and he's going to do what he wants to anyway, why the fuck bother praying in the first place? Seems like a big waste of time to me. Couldn't you just... Skip the praying part and go right to his will. It's all very confusing. So to get around a lot of this, I decided to worship the sun. But as I said, I don't pray to the sun. You know who I pray to? Joe Pesci. <laughs> Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Two reasons. First of all, I think he's a good... we
to what you want to say. Let the children play while they want to play. And work when you want to work. Like when you want to play. Oh, that's Folks, Sessions, Jeff Sessions is out at the Justice Department. Uh, Trump fired him. And I said again, I do think Trump fired this guy because of the Democratic wins uh, in the midterms, which was yesterday from the date of the show, okay? From the date of the show, Um, November 6th. 2018, from the date of the show. And Sessions, I don't, I don't know. I mean, he just outright fired this man. Uh, to, to me, Sessions, Jeff Sessions, was one of Trump's major ass kissers. And he was just so loyal to this guy. And you wonder why would he fire somebody who is so loyal to him? It's simple. Uh, Jeff Sessions recused himself in the Russia investigation, and Trump didn't like it. He didn't like it. Now he Trump went on and hired someone else to replace Jeff Sessions, who will take try to take Mueller out of it. They're going to try and fire Mueller. But the Democrats, with their major wins, uh, as I've just got through saying earlier in the show, they're out to protect Robert Mueller because they know that Trump – Trump is – you know, I mean, his power has been – he's been weakened by this win. And I don't see why he's still trying to go after Robert Mueller. And Trump said uh, – I was reading something. Trump said, well, I will never turn over my taxes to Democrats. That's not his call. The Democrats, they have his taxes, whether he wants them to have his taxes or not. They are available to the Democrats. They don't give a damn what Trump is saying. Obvious for Trump to say that the Democrats, he's not going to turn over his taxes. It must be something there. It has to be something there that he's trying to hide, that he's been trying to hide since day one. 
and the Republicans, they they know what's in Trump's taxes. They know what's there, but they're not going to tell us. This is why we hired the Democrats to get his taxes and let us know what the fuck is going on with this jackass Trump. He needs to be out of our White House. He needs to be out of Washington and in handcuffs on his way to prison. This man needs to go to jail. And I hope Robert Mueller has the goods on him to put his, not only Donald Trump, but indictments for all of these Republicans who are aiding aiding and abetting traitors to the United States. They all should go to fucking jail. And they will under Democratic tr- control if the Democrats if the Democrats don't get spineless and and weak, because this is what they've been throughout their tenure in government: spineless and weak. And Republicans have always been a bunch of assholes, and they win because of it. But here we're at a new stage uh, in this country, America. Uh, we need to have this. This asshole out We need for him to go Donald Trump As I've I've said this many times on the show Donald Trump is drunk With power He loves power He loves being able to wield The power of the White House The way he wants to And in some cases the way he wants to Is just just plain old Abuse of power But Donald Trump Doesn't give a fuck you know, he thinks he's king. He thinks he's emperor. He can forget those thoughts because Democrats are in control. He has no power to be he has no power whatsoever to become a dictatorship in America. A dictator in America. He has no power whatsoever. His dictator dreams are over. In America, he wants to be a dictator. Let him go over one of those Middle Eastern countries where there's nothing or nobody. He can be a dictator there, but not in America. It's over for him here. Okay, and if Trump does, I'm surprised he made it to the midterms. And I think the only reason why Donald Trump made it to the midterms is because Mueller and a lot of these other lawsuits under under him. They chose to wait until after the midterms to lay this shit on Donald Trump so that Donald Trump and the Republicans could not say uh, it was bad timing. It affected the election and all of that kind of stuff. He came out at the wrong time. It affected – they would have came out with all kinds of bullshit if, um, if, if Mueller would have pre- presented his findings before the midterm. So this was a good move from Robert Bob Mueller. Uh so any day now we could we could <laughs> we can uh uh we may be bombarded with a lot of bullshit on Donald Trump any day now because the midterms are over and Mueller is free to come out with whatever his findings are because I'm hearing that he's done. He's finished. But however we may not there's still a possibility we may not hear anything until the Democrats are sworn in to office on January 19th or 21st or something. I'm getting two dates here. But anyway, uh, nothing may not, may not show up until after the Democrats are sworn into office and in, in maybe late January, January some, sometime like uh, 
that. I'm stuttering. What can I say? <laughs> anyway, I guess it's because of Donald Trump. This this guy is a mess. So I'm hoping that Robert Mueller doesn't wait until January uh, 19th or 20th or 21st to present his findings. I'm hoping that uh, he present present his findings immediately. I'm hoping that he presents his findings as quick as possible because <laughs> we need this guy out. We need him out. He's, he's, he's foaming at the mouth. He's quaking in his boots. He's scared. He is totally scared. He's scared for himself. Donald Trump is scared for his family, and he should be because I'm hearing that they will be indicted uh, for uh, fraud. You know, and they should be. And he's going to be indicted for making money and using the fucking White House as his cash cow. So uh, it's going to be a lot of shit coming forward, folks. So get ready for it. It's going to be a bumpy ride, but it's going to be an enjoyment of a ride because Donald Trump is going straight down to hell where he came from. It's going to be a bumpy ride, so it's going to be interesting. So if I was some of you guys, I would probably pay attention to what's going on. But I know there's a lot of people out there, well, I don't know nothing about politics. You don't need to know anything about politics. All you know is we got a jackass in in our White House, and we need to get him out, all the way out. And um in 2020, two, just two years from now, just two years from now, 2020, we're going to be – um, voting again, and this time for President of the United States. And I'm hearing people saying that Donald Trump could win re-election. Give me a fucking break. This man is not going to win re-election. This man is going to be going to jail pretty soon. He's going to be indicted. Even if even if one of Donald Trump's sons or daughter is indicted, that's a bad omen for him. But actually, if you think about it, Donald Trump doesn't give a damn about his own kids. If they get go to jail and he doesn't, he's fine with that. <laughs> uh, but to say that Donald Trump will <laughs> will win re-election, no, I don't think so. There's a lot of people out there saying, I don't think so. I really don't think so. Uh, to say that he's going to be the Republican nominee in 2020, I don't. I don't really think so. I think this is it for Donald Trump. This is it. He may not even make it to 2020 because there's so much, so much out there on him. Suits after suit after suit after suit after suit after suit. I would say Donald Trump should resign, but I know he's not going to resign for two reasons. And one I just mentioned, he loves power. He doesn't want to give up power. He loves power. He is drunk with power. And the second reason I don't think I don't think he's going to resign because of some sort of uh, entry or closure closure or some sort of uh, uh, statement on the books in the Department of Justice where it says that a that a sitting president cannot be indicted. 
something on the books in the justice department. Uh, so therefore, if he decides to resign, um, and he's not going to resign because if he resigns, he becomes a, um, he becomes a, a citizen. He, he becomes a private citizen. And by being a pr- private citizen, he's going to have all kind of indictments coming down on his ass. But right now, the presidency is saving his ass twofold. The presidency is saving Donald Trump's ass, and it always has. If he resigns, become a uh, if he resigns and become a private citizen, the indictments are going to start coming. And he's not going to resign because he loves power. He loves being in control. At least he thinks he's in control. After that Democratic win, <laughs> he's no longer in control. They are in control. And Donald Trump doesn't like that. I mean, he is so fucking pissed off that they won because he still thinks. And now he's out here trying to bully and shout and yell and and, and mean his way through to scare people. And that's not going to happen. Yeah, he's out here. If you saw that press conference, he's yelling and screaming and foaming at the fucking mouth like a baboon. Yelling and screaming and lying over nothing. And these people have done nothing to him. They're just trying to get questions. They're just trying to get answers to their questions. And he is having a hissy fit. All right. Trump seeks to show. Let's see what this is. Uh, Trump is always trying to show something. Trump seeks to show he remains in charge in Washington. He does not remain in charge in Washington. He does not remain. He's not in charge in Washington. The Democrats have knocked him down. He's not in charge. Whoever told him he was in charge in Washington? He's the president of the United States in Washington, right? He is not in charge. All right. Jeff, uh, okay, this thing that we should read Jeff Sessions' resignation letter. I don't, really, I don't really care for it, so we're gonna pass that up. Nancy Pelosi starts working on her math problem in. <laughs> she got a math problem in speaker vote. Okay, Nancy wants to be Speaker of the House again. A lot of people said she should resign, quit because she doesn't have any good ideas. And also she should resign because Trump is asking her, asking everybody to vote for her. And people are saying, why is Trump, uh, why does Trump want Nancy Pelosi to be Speaker of the House? Is there something there? Because there's been time and time and time and time again, Nancy Pelosi has stated that she did not want to impeach Trump and that we should not want him impeached. And people are saying people are disagreeing with that. They don't want that. So they're going to try to get her out because she doesn't want to impeach him. I'm kind of hoping that they do vote her out and get some new blood in there. I don't I don't. Nancy Pelosi is 80 years old. Now, with that, she should not be speaker of the House. The young blood. New blood, fresh blood, fresh ideas, fresh um, 
ways of doing things, not the old way like Nancy. This is she's probably the reason why they never won the house before. Because because the last time the Republicans controlled the House of Representatives was way back in 2010 when Obama was in his second term as president of the United States. And I remember distinctly the reason why the Democrats lost the House of Representatives in 2008. It's simple. They were bickering. They didn't agree with each other. They were fighting each other. They were not on the same page. Some some representatives were trying to get on camera te- television more than the others, and somebody got mad and jealous. It was it was stupidity. And the voters were looking at this. They said, "We don't want this shit," and they voted them out. And the Republicans took over for eight years. The House of Representatives for eight years. Now the Democrats are back in leadership after eight years in domicile. And Nancy Pelosi was the Speaker of the House back in 2010 when they lost the House. Now she's trying to get back. She's trying to get back in. I hope they don't vote her in. I have nothing against Nancy Pelosi. I think she's a great person. I thank her for her service and all of that kind of thing. But she's 80 years old. She should go go live out her last days with her grandchildren, great-grandchildren, or whatever. Get away from this mess, because it is a mess. And this mess is made for younger people, stronger people, who can better handle it than Nancy Pelosi. So she is fighting for her political life when she should probably retire and go enjoy the her rest of her days. She's rich. She doesn't need money. She ain't got to worry about being thrown out in the streets like the rest of us. Um, she should retire. So she's trying to win re-election. You know, I guess you have to give her that. It's a free country. So far, it still is a free country. Since the Democrats won, it's a free country. It would not be a free country if it was still in the hands of Donald Trump. And he's pissed off. And he's trying to say, I'm boss. I'm the boss. I'm the boss. I'm the boss. And he's not. The people are the fucking bosses. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. What else we have here? Let's see. Okay, uh, Trey Gowdy, a representative in Congress, he's, he's saying the Sessions was a dead man walking for several months. Okay, so, all right, big deal. Okay, acting uh, attorney general to take over oversight of the Russian probe. They want Mueller fired. They trying their best to – Mueller's best friends right now, Bob Mueller, the special counsel into the 2016 Russia investigation of Donald Trump, his best friends are Democrats right now, not Republicans. His best friends are Democrats, not the white Republicans. The Democrats who are black, most of them in Congress, the House of Representatives, his best friends are Democrats, and I think he knows it. I, I believe he knows it. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. 
on Block Talk Radio. It has been fun, folks. We will be right back. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air, broadcast live out of the city of Chicago, the state of Illinois, WTTTY, Central Standard Time. Great guests, great show, great music, great fun. Be sure to check out my Kindle eBooks on Amazon. The George Wilder Jr. Show has been around five years and counting, and it is always a fun time, folks. It is always a fun time. It's live, it's exciting, it's real, it's funny. <laughs> it's a Chicago, it is Chicago's finest. I'm a writer, musician, radio host, producer, director, exciting interviews, fun, laughter, while being serious at the same time. The George Walter Jr. Show is like no other. Get on board, let's ride. The George Walter Jr. Show is your show, America's show. Chicago's show, and we are making the world a better place one show at a time. Wow, that 
I forgot I even said that. I saw it on my clipboard, and I'm saying, what the hell is this? I clicked on it. I said, oh, it's something I did a few months ago uh, on the show. <laughs> I hope you you liked it. I, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I'm going to keep it, you know, so. <laughs> All right, the evil Republicans. Recent reports have shown us that the deficit is growing at an alarming rate. And in fact, the tax cuts that Republicans put in place at the end of last year uh, have ballooned the deficit by more than 20%. Just that one piece of legislation, 20% increase in the deficit. Now, Republicans during the Obama years were absolutely up in arms over the fact that the deficit was getting out of control. But during the Bush years, when Dick Cheney said deficits don't matter, They believed it. They were like, yeah, let's just spend all the money and not worry about it. Obama came along, increased spending to help save the economy, which he did, uh, and they were furious. But now they're back in charge, so once again, deficits don't matter. And to an extent, they really don't. Until that ballooning deficit is used to kill programs that actually help keep American citizens alive, which unfortunately is the scenario playing out right now. Realizing that the deficit is growing at a rate that they cannot hope to sustain or even pay down, Republicans have increased their calls to cut social safety net programs that millions of American citizens have been paying into for their entire working lives, and they are therefore entitled to them. That is why they're called entitlement programs. We've already paid in all the money for them. We just want to get our money back. But Republicans don't want to do that. They want to take the money that we've paid in and give it to the wealthy elite, the top 1%, in the form of tax cuts. Right now we have uh, Representative Steve Stivers. He's the most recent one. He is a Republican from Ohio. He went on CNBC this week to say that, you know, because of this deficit situation that is caused by our tax cuts, we need to look at entitlement reform. We need to cut Social Security and Medicare. Uh, Paul Ryan made it very clear. He stated specifically at the end of 2017 that the next thing on his agenda now that he's passed the tax cuts is cutting back Social Security and Medicare. Senator Pat Toomey, Republican from Pennsylvania, said the same thing. Uh, Senator John Thune, a Republican from South Dakota, also says that we've got to cut these entitlement programs because, you know, we just basically blew up the deficit. Representative uh, Republican Tom Cole from Oklahoma says that uh, he doesn't know much about economics, but we probably need to get rid of some of these entitlement programs or cut them down. So we have this idiot here, Tom Cole, who says, I don't even understand the economy, but let's cut these things. This, this is what we're dealing with, with this particular political party right now, folks. They gave everything that we had to the top 1%. Studies, even studies by Republican think tanks, have shown us that average American workers will get $0 from this tax cut. And if we do get anything, it's going to take several years for us to even get that money. And then by the time that happens, the tax cuts for the underclass will have expired, so then we actually won't even be eligible for it anymore, but the tax cuts for the top 1% are actually never set to expire. Just the ones for us, you know, the poor folk, the people who live paycheck to paycheck. And now they want to take the money that we have been paying in for our entire working lives 
to pay down the deficit that they created by giving tax cuts to the wealthy elite. The Republican Party is pure evil, 100%. And there is no other way to slice it. If you want to take money that poor people have paid into a program so that they can maybe one day retire or at least not be homeless when they hit age 65, and you want to take that money that they've been paying into, most of them for 50 years, and give it to billionaires, then yeah, the only word available to describe you is evil. And that is exactly what we're dealing with with the Republican Party of 2018. Evil.
John Garamendi of California. Congressman, thanks very much for coming in. If Stormy Daniels uh, was physically threatened, as this allegation has now come forward by someone close to the president in order to try to cover up this affair, that would be a very serious matter. Should there be, in your opinion, a criminal investigation? I just don't know. I mean, this whole thing is just spinning out of control. We've got the president of the United States in a situation where his entire White House is falling apart. And just yesterday, we learned that Russia is hacking into our essential utilities, nuclear power plants, on and on and on. This presidency is a very serious security threat to the United States. And if that security threat goes to these women, it's just one more thing. That ought to say us, it's time to get this guy out of there. Well, is, is Congress, should Congress investigate, do something, if there were, in fact, physical threats against this woman? The first place to go is the district attorney in Los Angeles, if that's where the threat took place. And then we'll see where it goes. It goes beyond that. If there is something beyond that, then yes, absolutely. That becomes one of the things that will be on the impeachment, if it, in fact, happened. Now, when you say get this guy out of there, I mean, those are strong words. Those are very strong words. Tell me what you're referring to. Well, I've had it with this president. We have a situation in which he has been one year not pushing back against Putin and Russia. During that entire year, Russia has not only continued to hack our election processes, but it's also hacking into gaining control of nuclear power plants, water systems, sanitation systems, aviation systems. That is an act of war. Nothing less than that. The president of Homeland Security has now acknowledged, has now said that the Russians are trying to uh, get into those systems. This isn't me talking. This is from the Secretary of the Homeland Security and the Department of Energy. We have within the Department of Defense a thing called Cyber Command. It is their job to defend and to push back. Have they been given orders by the president to do what they are capable of doing, to push back against Russia, to put Russia back on their heels? They are threatening the very lives of America to say nothing of our economy. And this president has said not one word. You're about on it. the Armed Services Committee. I am. Have there been orders to the U.S. Cyber Command to go forward and deal with this? We don't know. We need to ask that, that question. We need to bring them in and say, has the president told you to defend this nation? to push back against Putin and Russia. If not, that's a clear dereliction of the constitutional responsibility of the President of the United States. Well, you, you want him to be impeached, is that what you're saying? It would be an article of impeachment if he hasn't done what he can do to protect the very essential elements of this nation, our power grid, our water systems, our nuclear energy plants, if he's not willing to protect them, yes, that is an article of impeachment. Will it amount to that? It's one more thing on top of all this other stuff. And, and let me wrap up this uh, Stormy Daniels uh, issue. If there were, the, the lawyer says there were allegations made uh, while Donald Trump was serving as president of the United States against Stormy Daniels' threats, what kind of threats 
We don't know. He's not speculating. He's not suggesting what kind of threats. But this raises further questions of, you know, what, if anything, should be done about that? Well, certainly it's a subject of investigation. I said, first of all, let's get the facts. It's an issue for the district attorney and probably in Los Angeles, if that's where the effects took place. If there is something here, then yes, there ought to be an investigation. But do not count on the House of Representatives to do their job. They have completely abandoned the people of America by not continuing the investigation into what this president did, what his team did, what happened during the election, and what other kinds of things are out there with regard to Putin, Trump, and Russia. You're talking about the Republican majority in the House Intelligence Committee, but are you saying all Republicans in the House of Representatives have abandoned their responsibility? I don't see one of them standing up and saying, we need to know. We need to know what happens so that we can put in place laws and programs to protect this nation's democracy. And now we have these cyber attacks. I don't hear from them. Where is the Speaker of the House of Representatives? You think this thing shut down without his permission? No, no. He allowed it or caused it to shut down. He is right there. It is his job, as it is mine, to protect this nation. So you're you're suggesting that uh, the Russians are engaged in these cyber attacks against power grids, whatever, nuclear power plants, that they're threatening to do so. I'm not suggesting. This comes from the Secretary of Homeland Defense and also from the Department of Energy. We we have a full report on that coming up, but what should the U.S. do about that? We must do two things. First of all, put in place the defensive mechanisms that we have at hand. That's what Cyber Command is in the Department of Defense is supposed to be doing. Secondly, we must push back. Sanctions are good, but we can take other actions. We can make it very clear to Russia, you have messed with us, we're not taking it, and here's what's going to happen to you tomorrow morning, here's what it'll be. Strong words. What about uh, General McMaster? He's supposedly now on his way out as the president's national security advisor. Are you okay with that? No, I'm not. I want to know who's going to replace him. The speculation is John Bolton, the former U.S. ambassador to the U.N. during the Bush administration. One of the neocoms that got us into the Iraq war. There is a great idea. No way. So you don't, you, you would. No, I don't think so. You have confidence in McMaster. I have certainly more confidence in him than I do in Bolton because I know what Bolton did to this country in the early 2000s. Well, he took us together with, with President Bush and Vice President Cheney, Defense Secretary Rumsfeld. Uh, he later became the U.S. ambassador. But he was of the part Army. of those neocoms in the early 2000 that were part of guiding us into the Iraq he war. He supported the, the war he in Iraq. He did. And, and on that, he disagrees with the president. Uh, president Trump says that was a disaster. The U.S. wasted trillions of dollars. On that, you agree with Donald Trump. I do find agreement in places with him. But that was long before he became president and became commander-in-chief of the United States military. One final question before I let you go. Uh, the, the whole notion of the turmoil that's going on in the White House right now, this is happening on the eve, potentially, of the president sitting down with Kim Jong-un of North Korea and all sorts of other tense issues right now, Russia specifically, what's happening in the Middle yeah, East Robert and Syria Mueller. with Iran. Uh, this seems like a pretty chaotic situation when there are so many national security issues at stake. Precisely so. It is the chaos of the White House. It is the inability of this president to be consistent over time that puts us at extraordinary risk and extraordinary danger. The negotiations, yes, we ought to be negotiating with North Korea. The president at those negotiating tables, take a deep breath and pray. You're worried about that. You bet I'm worried about it. When he was because he's so inconsistent. Oh, you have there. no idea what Fuck he's him. going to say. He's probably not going to be prepared. 
He doesn't seem to want to take serious briefings from serious people that understand. There is no ambassador in South Korea. There is no assistant secretary for the Far East in the State Department. The State Department's in chaos. This entire administration is not only in chaos, but it is extraordinarily dangerous. The consistency, the objectivity, the planning that is necessary for the strongest nation in the world to be secure and safe for the rest of the world, not only ourselves, isn't happening. Congressman Garamendi, thanks uh, so much for joining us. All right, thanks, everybody. We have to go. All right. Um, We're just about off the air, folks. It's 727 in the city of Chicago, Central Standard Time, the George Wilder Jr. Show time. Uh, We've had a lot of fun. We've uh, once again, I want to recap. The Democrats have taken control of the House of Representatives. Congratulations to those folks and congratulations to the people who put them there. The voters, the voters uh, put them there and we want them to investigate Donald Trump. We want Donald Trump to impeach, even if he doesn't uh, get him totally out of the White House. We want something done with this jackass president. He's no longer have the authority to, authority to become a dictator. Too many Democrats have won around the country. That's, that's a non-starter. But he's still shouting and screaming that he's in control. He still has, he's in control. He is not in control. The people of America, we are in control. That's our White House. It doesn't belong to jackass Trump. He thinks it belongs to him. It does not belong to him. It belongs to the people. It belongs to the people. We, the people, own this, not Donald Trump. So we want our representatives in Congress to hold this fucker's feet literally to the fire. Congratulations to everybody out there who voted. And uh, shame on those who did not vote. Uh This is a historic moment, and Donald Trump is going to be pissing his pants all the way to January. He's going to be pissing his pants. He's going to be bitching and arguing and yelling because he feels that he's not in control anymore. His people have lost their their, uh, bid for re-election, and he's pissed. He's angry at them for losing. Because if they lose, he lost. So stay tuned, folks. It's going to be a bumpy fucking ride. Between now and January 21st, 2019, will be a very dangerous time for our nation. I've said this before. Trump will attempt to do anything and everything to save his ass from a Democratic investigation that he knows coming. But he's no longer in control of it. Hang, up, hang in there, folks. It's going to be a bumpy ride, and it is. It really is going to be a bumpy ride. Get your cornflakes out. Get your French fries or hamburgers and Cokes and sit back and enjoy the ride because this is going to be something. But I do know a lot of people are writing books about this. I'm doing one. I'm doing one, uh, and, it, and it should be out um, in January. I shouldn't make it after January 21st because that seems to be – when the Democrats will be in office. I should uh, prolong it until at least until probably May or something. It's going to be so much shit. Or I, do, or I will do a part two, you know. But uh, I'm working on the book. I'm just about finished with it. I'm just about finished with the first draft. But 
so much shit is coming out of Donald Trump and the Donald Trump administration. It's it's hard for me to put an ending on it because <laughs> so much stuff coming out, and I have to keep you know adding to the book. Um, but it's going to be a great book. It's it's going to be a great book on this administration. And one of the reasons why I'm actually writing the book because I want it for history. I want people to read what the hell went on in twenty <laughs> in twenty eighteen back up in twenty thirty five or twenty forty or something. Uh, I want people to, I, I want to those young people long after I'm dead and gone uh, for people to, to uh, uh, research and, and do some really, really uh, heavy reading on what went on in the Trump administration. So I'm writing the book for history, actually. I'm doing it for history. And there's a ton of books out there, more than a ton of books out there. That's going to be based on Donald Trump's presidency and what a loon he is or was. Uh, so uh, that's what uh, that's what I'm working on now, plus some other things. But I am doing uh, Donald Trump. I'm, I'm calling it the slime of Donald Trump because that's all it is. It's the slime of Donald Trump. He's sliming America. He wants to slime America, but with the Democratic win, it's not going to happen, folks. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Once again, thank everybody for your vote. And remember, we got to do the same thing in 2020. We got to get this asshole out if he's not already indicted and taken out. And then we have Mike Pence. And I'm hearing Mike Pence would probably be indicted also, hopefully. So if Mike Pence, if Trump is indicted and, and and he's out of that fucking office. Mike Pence is indicted. He's out of the fucking office. If Nancy Pelosi is voted in as Speaker of the House, she will be the next president. Or whoever the Democrats in the House of Representatives pick to be their leader, they will be the next president of the United States, third in line. So uh, it's a horrific, it's a horrific feeling, folks, but it's, it's one of those things that that's going to happen, that has to happen. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I want you to enjoy your rest of your evening, the rest of your morning, whenever you find you, wherever you find yourself listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show, and you enjoy the show. Make sure that you enjoy um, this win by the Democrats. It was awesome. It was awesome. Not quite the blue wave that we wanted, but at least. Donald Trump's ass is having a hemorrhage because of it. And that's <laughs> that is uh uh sometimes good enough for that. But we did not win the um Senate and that's why I'm saying it probably wasn't much of a blue wave. But here in the state of Illinois it was a big blue wave. We voted out Bruce Rauner. Oh this guy. And Illinois is back to being fully blue again. And and that's saying a lot for Wisconsin also Scott Walker his lion ass his 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 Nazi ass has been voted out so guys you did a great job you did a beautiful job and uh, we all voted and for those who didn't vote shame on you uh all right uh, I want to say uh make sure you join the George Wilder Jr. show tomorrow at the same time we're going to be talking more about this and some other things bye-bye everybody take care
Now lay me down before I go to sleep. In a troubled world, I pray the Lord to keep. Keep hatred from the mighty and the mighty from the small. 